Hi again, Gary Zacharias with The Apologist Bookshelf. I'm back for a second look at Hillary Morgan Farrar's book called Mama Bear Apologetics and subtitled Empowering Your Kids to Challenge Cultural Lies. And I just want to say right at the very beginning, I think I may have mentioned it in my previous podcast that covered this book, that even though it's called Mama Bear Apologetics, I'll tell you, a lot of Papa Bears could get good out of this book as well. So it's basically for anybody dealing with the next generation, even if you don't have kids, and you're working with kids in a Sunday morning program, or you have grandkids, or whatever it is, this is for anybody dealing with a younger generation. So I'm going to chapter two this time. It's called How to Be a Mama Bear, or subtitle, Is This Code for Being the Weirdest Mom in the Playground? <laughs> All right, so first, uh, the author of this particular chapter is Hillary Short. So I should mention that Hillary Morgan Ferrer is the general editor, and the author for this is Hillary Short. So Short says, uh, if we're going to start teaching kids critical thinking skills and get them to defend their faith, then we better realize Scripture tells us to do that. We have to make a defense. And that word defense, she says in the original Greek, is apologia, and that referred to a lawyer that argued for a case in court. So she says, don't think of being defensive and arguing and having you know anger and things like that. It's just you're trying to give reasons to support a conclusion. And that should lead, hopefully, to some persuasion there. So that's where the word apologetics come from. We're not apologizing for our faith, she points out. We're not being defensive. We're giving reasons and evidence for what we believe in. And I really like that point because... I think too many non-believers see Christians as doing a leap of faith and, and having no reasons and just kind of wishing and hoping that it would be true because it feels so good to be a Christian. No, Christianity offers a lot of reasons to believe the faith. There, there are a lot of good, solid, logical reasons to become a Christian. Okay, so that's how she starts off here. She said, that a lot of people think if you study apologetics, you're looking for a fight, right? You're, you're uh, obnoxious and you're uh, getting in people's faces and things like that. It says uh, the command from First Peter is to be prepared if people come to you. So you want to prepare the kids so when they encounter some bad ideas, they don't uh, sink out of sight. She says in 2014, Hillary Morgan Ferrer, remember she's the general editor, recognized that out of all the people involved in apologetics, you know who the smallest percentage was? Moms. The fewest percentages. And it's not necessarily that moms are uninterested. It's just that right now she's saying a lot of the material that's out in the market really doesn't cater to the practical needs of moms who would like to figure out how can they explain biblical truths and concepts to their kids. So one more time, I would suggest the material on the market may not help moms, but then it means they don't help dads either. So that's a real challenge. Thank goodness that's starting to change. And she points out that if you go to the website, mamabearapologetics.com, there are, so I'll say it one more time, mama, M-A-M-A, mamabear, B-E-A-R, apologetics.com, has an array of articles and blogs and, par and uh, podcasts that are geared toward teaching parents to answer kids' questions in, the, in an age-appropriate way. So I think that's good to know. So there's my suggestion for the day. Go take a look at that website in case you're dealing with kids, like I said, not even your own necessarily. It might be 
neighborhood kids. It might be kids in a Sunday morning class, but there are ways to reach these kids. And I know I would struggle with that. I, I need to go to that kind of site if I'm going to get involved with younger kids because as a college teacher and as a former high school teacher, I think I could reach those ages, but I would have a tough time with younger kids. Next section of her uh, chapter here, what a mama bear is and isn't. And she says uh, moms can have a great influence on their kids' spiritual development. So she says, let's start by talking about what mama bears are not. And she starts off saying a mama bear is not necessarily a mom. She said, after all, the person who founded Mama Bear Apologetics doesn't have kids herself. And she points out a mama bear is any woman who recognizes that the children who are part of the body of Christ need guidance, they need role models. And then finally, what else do they need? Solid answers to tough questions about our faith. And so once again, I would even expand it further. A mama bear may be a papa bear, so it's not necessarily a mom. Her second, what a mama bear isn't, is this. Mama bear isn't necessarily formally educated in apologetics. Now, I think that's such a great point. We don't need formal degrees to be able to read and listen to great apologetics material. I think about uh, J. Uh, Warner Wallace saying, we don't need million-dollar apologists. We need one million, one-dollar apologists, people that can just serve where they are, and they may have a humble training. It doesn't matter. Uh, higher ed apologetics programs are great, but if you just listen to podcasts while you're uh, doing jobs around the house, that's great. Here's another thing mama bears are not. A mama bear is not abrasive or argumentative. She uh, is modeling 1 Peter 3.15. At the end of that verse, it says, with gentleness and respect. So we're supposed to have a defense ready, but we're supposed to use that defense with gentleness and respect. And I thought that was good. Uh, another thing mama bears are not. A mama bear isn't one stereotype. In other words, she might be a sorority person, a volleyball coach, a soccer mom, an engineer, a homeschooler, a scientist, a teacher, anything. Mama bears are all over the world. But what do they have in common? A passion for Christ, the pursuit of truth. And she says probably the fact that we're all really tired. <laughs> And this is a really good point. She said, mama bears are women who realize the kingdom needs them right where they are. And again, let me expand that. I think that's true for guys. We don't need to go looking for opportunities. We don't need to change our profession. We don't need all sorts of expensive special schooling. Uh, we serve where we are. We, we have a fertile mission field right where we are. Uh, can I make another plug again for our San Diego County Apologetics Network, SDCAN. We offer apologetics training for free and uh, give you a really nice certificate when you're done going through some material. And it will help you deal with people where you are. It doesn't say, okay, now quit your job and uh, you know go off to a foreign mission field or go to a large city or anything like that. The mission field is where we are. So if you just contact me, that's gary.zacharias at gmail.com. I'll send you information about the SDCAN certificate program. So when she finishes this chapter, Short says this. She has a quote from Theodore Roosevelt. Do what you can with what you have where you are. She said that would be wonderful. Isn't that great? Do what you can with what you have where you are. Notice it's just do what you can. You may be limited. It's okay. 
with what you have. You may not have those advanced degrees. That's okay. Where you are, not looking for some other exotic place to serve God. Do what you can with what you have where you are. All right, so those are the, the negatives, what a mama bear is not. And then she says, what are four key traits of mama bears? Now, I think these are important, and all of us need these traits. Number one, honesty. Now, she's talking about intellectual honesty. So she said, we shouldn't be blind believers who practice Christianity because that's just our background, that's just our culture. We're holding up the claims of Christianity as the best and most reasonable explanation for who we are and where we came from and why we're here. Seek the truth. She says that will land us at the foot of the cross. That's what we believe. So number one, traits of mama bears. One, honesty. Number two, humility. We all realize that our life here on earth is finite, and we want to make it purposeful. She said uh, we should know that, in her case, talking about moms, that uh, their legacy is not wrapped up in the jewelry and china that she passes down, but the pearls of wisdom and the character that she gifts her children. And again, can you say that for guys? Yeah. So our legacy is not wrapped up in a sports ball of some kind or uh, a car that we fixed up. That That's nice, but it should be our wisdom and our character that we transfer to our kids. She says, again, humility. We should be admitting when we lack answers, but willing to search for it. That's a really, I think it's such a good point because... I tell my, uh, some of my people in the apologetics class, if we don't know something, the worst thing we can do is come up with a half-baked answer and hope that's good enough. That person may check out what we've just said and find out that we've got it all wrong. Better to say, when somebody asks us a hard question, I don't know. But, and then now the class finishes it for me, they know where I'm going with this, I don't know, but I will find out and get back to you. So, we know we, we admit when we don't know an answer and we are willing to search for it. She says uh, something else as far as this humility. The mama bear corrects course and mends fences when she's made a mistake. Definitely. Part of the humility, she says, to recognize the dignity in the questioner. And these people are fellow creatures of God. We're not anything special. We're not a, a cut above at all. Number three, I like this one. What's another key trait of a mama bear? So we have honesty, we have humility. Number three, humor. She said probably no skill is more needed today than humor. She said it promotes peace if you use it strategically. And she said it is a skill, one that can be learned and developed and honed. All right, so that sounds good. I like that sense of humor. She said humor can physiologically take people out of a fight or flight mode. I guess they've done some studies on that. Now, number four. So now we've got three out of the way. Honesty is a trait. Humility should be a trait. Humor should be a trait. And number four, heroism. All right. So even though we love our comfort, we love what we're used to, that we've got to be willing to step out and leave it to prepare kids for the real world. All right. So that's that's going to take, what would you say, a... Uh, uh, and a step beyond what we're totally comfortable with, but we need to do that. And then she has, toward the end of the chapter, she has a section here, she calls it, I'm new to apologetics. Where do I even start? And I hear that a lot myself. So number one, she said, where do we start? Know your Bible. we got to practice what we preach. We need to be in uh, God's Word and have prayer. It says you can't defend Scripture if you don't know it. Um, and I would say along with that, as I know what she's talking about, would be uh, 
some basic theology of the faith. I can't believe how many Christians, for example, say that the God of Mus the Muslims, Islam, the God of Islam is the same God as the Christian God. No, it's not. The Judeo-Christian God has different attributes. They, they, uh, they conflict. But a lot of Christians don't know. They're not sure what happens to you when you die. A lot of them believe in reincarnation. It's really sad, the lack of theological knowledge. So reading the Bible is a, a place to start. Number two, start gathering resources. She says, you know, women get intimidated in many cases. They think they got to know all the answers. No, they don't. No, you don't. You don't have to know everything. There are all sorts of great apologetics materials in print and online. Listen to a podcast. Check out YouTube apologetics resources. You want community? There's some great Facebook groups. But get started. I think that's really important. This is the golden age of apologetics. And again, if you want, email me, gary.zacharias at gmail.com. I'll send you a four-page resource list that's broken down into different areas like uh, theological issues, different religious groups, science, things like that, good books and good websites to go to. So number one, know your Bible, right? So this is where you get started with apologetics. Number two, gather some resources. Number three, carve out regular family time to study. Wow, that's tough, isn't it, these days? She said, ask your kids difficult questions about Christianity. She said, don't, don't teach them to know answers and, and turn them into minor birds or something. We're teaching them how to find answers, how to find them. She said, maybe we can't do things on a daily basis, but how about once a week family studies and intentional conversations during the day? She said, how about committing to being the generation of moms who restore Christianity to a state of thoughtfulness and real-life practice by making a focus, a regular focus at home, part of the family routine? So number one, know your Bible. Number two, gather resources. Number three, carve out regular family time. Number four, find like-minded mamas. Said that we need to take this foundation of thoughtful focus and learning to other brothers and sisters in Christ. So share confidence, share excitement in defending the truth of Christianity. Start an apologetics book club, maybe in your church, maybe more apologetics in Sunday school classes for all ages. See, we're talking about bloom where you're planted, as somebody said, maybe getting involved in online discussion groups. So, you know, a small ember can uh, start a fire among dry tinder someplace else. So, Find like-minded mamas. They're out there. People that want to know more about their faith. Easy to find. Here's uh, item number five. So one more time, what are we talking about here? Where do you get started? Number one, know your Bible. Two, gather resources. Three, carve out family time. Four, find like-minded mamas. Number five, this is good advice. Practice, practice, practice. She said, practice having conversations, even with strangers. She said, that's where the courage comes in. Said, uh, for example, she has on her website, this is uh, Hillary Short, on the Mama Bear Apologetics website, she writes a blog series called Playground Apologetics, and she shares her life experiences. When she's taken her son to the playground and started talking uh, about Jesus and God and things like that, it's called the Playground Apologetics series. She says, I discuss the skills you need, how to recognize an opportunity in a conversation. Just ask questions, she says. That's the way to start. Ask people questions about their beliefs. And then they usually turn around and ask you, and, and there you go. 
She said, a lot of people think defending the faith means you have to do all the talking. No, probably do as little talking as possible, she says. Let the other person share his or her faith and his or her ideas and the reasons why they believe. And then you're learning, but gently you can help the person discover areas where the reasoning might fall short. She said, you just have to ask the right questions. And I'm so glad. She says, if you want some practical guidance on how to have a good apologetics conversation, she brings up Greg Kokel's book called Tactics in Defending the Faith. It is so good. So let me emphasize that again. Greg Kokel, that's K-O-U-K-L, has a book called Tactics. Now, I'd suggest you look for his new 10th anniversary edition of the book. It is really good. He's also got a brand new one. I'm not sure it's out yet, uh, called Street Smarts. So if you go to his website, it's str.org. Uh, Stand to Reason is his organization. So that's really good. And then she says at the end of the chapter, as we say at Mama Bear, apologetics might not affect your faith, but it might affect your children's. Oh, that's good, isn't it? And then the very end of the chapter, she has discussion questions. And I will skip all of those except for one, and I like this one. She, she, she calls it Release the Bear. She said, would you be willing to talk to your pastor or other church leaders about your thoughts on apologetics and the importance of worldview training aimed at helping youth? said, you might share with your pastor or leader some of the statistics that she had on page 29 about the fact that we're losing a lot of kids. What are some ways we could help the church reverse this trend of young people leaving? So uh, that's a challenging question, isn't it? All right, so again, the book's called Mama Bear Apologetics, but it's for guys as well as uh, gals, and I think it's a terrific book. Hillary Morgan Ferrer is the editor, F-E-R-R-E-R, last name, and uh, I highly suggest this book. Okay, well, thanks, and uh, we'll do another podcast soon.